Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Namaste, mods and mamas. How are you guys? I'm so happy that you're back. And today I have another Ayurveda episode for you. And we are pressing the reset button on kapha dosha imbalances. So if you tuned in back to episode 13 and episode 14, we talked about pressing the reset button on vata dosha imbalances. So the way that I wanted to introduce the Ayurveda doshas to you was through seasons, rather than throw all the information to you one after the other after the other, I wanted to be relevant for you based on the season that we're in. Because based on the time of year and the season, not only does our stress change, but our body is a part of nature, right? The, we are part of the bigger extreme of the universe. And so the weather, the shifts our mood, it shifts our diet, it shifts the way that our routine should be. So I wanted it to be really easy and accessible to you without the overwhelm. So just a quick update. If you are new to Ayurveda, definitely tune into episode three, um, which I relate to Ayurveda and the stress imbalances and how we experience stress. I have an amazing blog um, for modern Ayurveda for modern moms. So I will link that in the show notes. And I have another great blog post of helping you understand what your dosha type is so that you can start uncovering that for yourself. Another great resource that I just quickly want to mention is Sahara Rose. She has a great book called The Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda. She has an amazing cookbook, which is Eat Feel Fresh. So if you're looking to bring more Ayurvedic foods into your lifestyle without thinking that you got to eat curry and Indian food for the rest of your life. She's got an amazing cookbook that has really modern practical meals. A lot of the spices and the foods and the types of foods are things that you would normally eat. Grain bowls and tacos. I love her roasted lentil and cauliflower tacos. My boys love them and uh, hubby loves them which is like a hard sell because he's all about like the traditional Mexican food with like tons of cheese and I'm trying to move away from cheese and all those types of things. So Definitely check out those resources. I wanted to let you guys know that up front. But before we dive into the episode, I want to just share that my Meditation for Kids book. Oh my gosh, guys, we're getting closer. April 14th is the big day. I am so, so excited. And as you guys know, the Meditation for Kids Masterclass course is also coming out on the same day. And that course, I really, really, really highly recommend that you buy it in the bundle with the book because it's really going to help you build the foundation of how to build meditation and mindfulness into your children's life. It really answers all the questions that I get repeatedly over and over again by clients and people on Instagram. So I really wanted it to make it a house where I share all your most common questions and concerns um, and really build your confidence to teach you how to build meditation into your family's routine and how to confidently teach children in a very playful way. So that's coming out April 14th, guys. Mark your day. 
updates. I'm so excited. And um, as you guys probably have already marked your calendars, but if you haven't, because I know that we have lots and lots of new followers and listeners, May 9th, if you are in the New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania area, please mark your calendars. There is a book launch event. Uh, The tickets are going to be live with this week. Book your tickets because tickets are limited. And if you really want to come, please bring your mama bestie and join along. And if you're in the Southern California area, I am having on May 16th, a book launch event for meditation for kids. It's going to be just as powerful as the event in New York. We're going to do experimental meditations. I'm going to answer all your burning questions. Um, And it's going to be so amazing to meet you in person. So definitely mark your calendars for those two two events. I'm actually also going to be doing a virtual podcast tour, which I've already been starting to do the interviews for. So you'll hear a lot of juicy tidbits um, on different podcasts, but also on April 14th, Ayana and I are going to go on Facebook Live and Instagram Live to talk about the book, show you the baby, and yeah, just no matter where you are in the world, you can join in and participate in the celebration of this birthing of this new movement into the world kids can meditate. All right, guys, so let's dive into today's topic. So we are pressing the reset button on kapha dosha imbalances. Now let's do a little bit of a review um, just for any of you who are new to Ayurveda. Ayurveda is one of the world's oldest surviving healthcare systems that's based on the dosha system. So doshas are essentially archetypes. There are three types of universal energies that are applied to the human body and mind as well as the natural world, right? So as I shared, you know, the energies that are outside that make up the universe are also within us. So it's part of the weather. It's what you feel when you see the trees and the earth and the moon. It's all that star matter and that that magical um, natural elements that are found outside are found within us. So the doshas include the kapha dosha, the pitta dosha, and the vata dosha. And each season of the year, uh, relates to a specific dosha. So the reason in the fall why I did the vata dosha is because autumn and early winter are vata season. And now as we're into the end of winter to the beginning of spring now that we're you're listening in March, uh, we're getting into the wet season. So it's cold still. However, the attribute of the wetness and the dampness and the moistness that we feel in the air that's when the transition goes into kapha season. And so summertime, which is pitta season, before we end off season one in May, I'm going to do a balancing pitta dosha uh, episode for you so that you're going to be all prepared during the summertime of how to balance out your uh, pitta dosha. But today we're talking all about kapha dosha. So what Ayurvedic wisdom tells us is that now that winter's approaching near an end and spring is beginning, there's certain things that we can do to be in alignment so that we're we're not experiencing stress in our body. And essentially stress is just a sign that there's friction within our system. The energies are not flowing properly. We have given stress so much power by thinking that stress is outside of us. It's a result of our work and parenting and our lifestyle. And yes, all those things can aggravate something that's already imbalanced within us. So how do we balance this and come into alignment? 
through Ayurveda, it's by eating certain balancing foods, it's by um, yogic movement, it's by certain meditations and breathing exercises. So Ayurveda and yoga are sister sciences that have always been meant to be practiced together. So by adjusting your personal routines and habits and the types of self-care that you do, you can quickly get back in balance and not let stress become a rampant, overwhelming presence in your life. So what is kapha season? So in many regions in the Northern Hemisphere, now please be aware. I know that there's a lot of people from different countries listening to this. Now this is specifically for the Northern Hemisphere. Right now when you're listening to it, it's spring. And this is cold, wet kapha season. It's the beginning of a ripe environment for doshic imbalances. And so as the cold and wetness of winter starts to settle in and the northern hemisphere starts moving from the vata season to the kapha season, the harsh, dry winter climate, which is vata, like I said, now starts to flow into this wetness. So according to Ayurveda, this later half of winter and spring is considered the kapha season. And we don't necessarily go by the calendar year which defines the seasons it's by the qualities in the environment the weather and the atmosphere so the seasonal qualities that we think of with kapha is the dampness and moisture from melting snow the ice the rain there's heaviness and stagnancy in the air it's cold and cool temperatures there's this feeling of dullness like if you look in the sky like right now when I'm looking in the sky as I'm taping this the sky is gray I live in the northeast um you know in New Jersey South Jersey right by Philadelphia it's it's gray and it's gloomy but right as I was saying that I just saw a flock of birds fly by my window so even though there is this coldness and this feeling of wanting to just hibernate still you're seeing things come alive like in the morning certain mornings I hear the birds start to sing now so there is this coldness but there's this also feeling of awakenness that's happening with um, the earth and so over a period of time in the next month or so you know the the trees will start budding their leaves in April and even though it's still cold you know we'll still start feeling the invigoration of maybe daffodils and flowers coming back or like a lot of rain still too, right? That's what we've been noticing a lot of with the climate change, a lot of rain in April and even into May. I feel like it's been kind of moved. Um, like the April showers bring May flowers. I almost feel like in the Northeast, I've experienced that it's been moved. And this winter, I mean, knock on wood, it's been so mild. We didn't have, like we had some flurries and that's really it. So that's just kind of showing you the shift of just the climate. Um, and I'm not going to go into the debate of climate change and all that, but that's just what I've noticed. So how do we avoid kapha imbalances? So kapha, like I said, is one of the three doshas or energy archetypes. And when there's an excess of any one dosha, in order to reduce it, we can introduce greater, greater quantities of the other two doshas. So we want to just remember like attracts like. So when we think of kapha like being heaviness and cool and damp, so heavy foods, um, cold foods, um, all that will increase kapha, that stagnancy, that sluggishness, that mental lack of focus and clarity, which is a natural sign that there is kapha imbalances. Uh, it manifests as physical stress within us. So that is 
um, sadness, you know, the, the depression, I mean, that's an extreme, but sadness and depression and sluggishness and lack of motivation to wake up in the morning or move our body. And you just feel more heavy and weighed down. Maybe you feel more called to, I just want to sit on the couch and watch TV. So when we want to balance kapha, we want to think of dryness, lightness, warmth and invigoration okay so these qualities you want to think about in your movement in your routine in your food in the way that you work okay so dry light warm invigorating energies that need to be incorporated into our daily routines and our self-care so here are some simple ways that we can do that so rising earlier than 6 p.m like even if it's like 5 59 a.m it will help you tremendously to just at least have your eyes open. So rising before the sunrise to beat the kapha time of day. There was a uh, podcast episode that I already did about time management and then the, the how the doshas affect the times of the day. Kapha hours in the morning are from 6 to 10 and then again in the evening from 6 to 10. So for if you notice that if you wake up after 6 o'clock, especially in kapha season, even if you have more hours of sleep, you are going to feel more sluggish when you wake up. So if you try to sleep a little bit earlier, so getting into bed by 10, 10, 30, when you rise before kapha energy settles in, it'll be easier to get going. So if you do some sort of short physical activity like Pilates or stretching or even any kind of movement, few sun salutations, this will help the system get invigorated for the rest of the day. It's not just physically getting out of the bed, but it's also just like moving your body a little bit. Um, and it doesn't have to be a lot. Like I've just been focusing on 15 minutes of it. And I noticed that my mind is more clear. I'm not as stagnant or lazy and unmotivated. It's really been amazing. And then certain days, like I literally am waking up at like, 5:45 and that's it. Like I'm in some days I wake up earlier because I am an early riser, but it's always harder for me during coffee season to wake up early. The other really big thing that we could do is avoid eating heavy foods and opting for lighter ones. So it's so funny, but around this time of year, I like crave cheese. And cheese is like one of those things that I feel is like so addictive for me, and it's like heavy and it's like grounding and it's like oh my gosh, it's like weight to it. And cheese is one of those things that actually exasperate and continue to imbalance kapha imbalances. I notice that my mind feels more sluggish. My body feels more sluggish, especially when I eat cheese in kapha season. So eating foods that are cold also do this imbalance. Like even, um, I love cold juices and green juices, but because the quality of kapha, it's like wet, like, you know, we have wet, cold, rainy days um, right now, like staying away from like the cold drinks and the cold salads, that really does irritate kapha imbalance um, because it wants your body, it's seeking warmth and it's creating stress within our body. So I've opted for, you know, eating um, warm soups and grounding foods. So it's a lot of the same types of foods for vata, like, and I'll go through near the end of certain types of foods. But the, the idea is warm soups, warm teas, warm water, 
anything that's going to make you feel warm. And if you're going to eat leafy greens, make sure you roast them or you're sauteing them and you can incorporate warming spices like cinnamon or mustard seed and a little bit of chili. Don't go super crazy with it, but yeah, chili is also warming. Um, in milk, you can put cardamom and cinnamon, or if you have cha masala, you can put cha masala. Really, really good to just start warming the, the um, body. Okay, so we talked a little bit about workouts. So you you are able to, because of the heaviness and stagnancy in kapha season, to do a little bit more high energy activities, um, such as aerobic workouts, power yoga, hot yoga. If you're not completely beat then you can handle it. Um, Pilates, dance, anything that will get your heart rate pumping is incredible. And if you try to do it in the beginning of the day, that's even more ideal, um, especially in the kapha season. And if, you know, I'm typically not someone who sweats a lot when I work out, but I realized during this time of the season, if I can push myself because I'm vata kapha, that's like my doshic blend if I can push myself to even get somewhat of a little sweat it actually helps out but everybody's a little bit different with that you do need to know you know what is your prakriti or your baseline dosha and like I said like if you go to Sahara Rosa site I have a blog also that will help you kind of start determining that there's varying various factors of that and you know what's your imbalance at the current moment if you have one that's your vikriti so I just wanted to quickly just pop that in there because there are like other elements that will be um, determined like what's the best workout for you as far as like if you need to sweat but the the balance of it all is is that anything that gets your heart moving and that creates like strong movement so like no restorative yoga like meditation wise like I stay away from the mindfulness meditations. I use like more kundalini meditations that have movement in it. And, um, you know, deeper breathing, like breath of fires, more invigorating breaths. Um, I I do a lot of right nostril breathing. And a lot of these techniques are part of my meditation for kids book, which is the great thing is that I explain it in kid-friendly ways. But everything that I share is based on yogic wisdom. So it's not like sugar-coated just fancy like you know just cutesy stuff it's like like the breathing techniques the yoga postures everything is related to the ayurvedic stress types so there are some great resources in that book for you so just something to keep in mind when we're trying to wrap this up as far as how to keep kapha dosha in balance is that you want to balance out the cold damp heavy nature by not reaching for cold and heavy comfort foods like cakes and cookies you know in these times of stress you know we want to go to cheese and carbs and sweet foods you know try not to hibernate in the face of a stressful situation and bury your emotions and just want to veg out and eat heavy foods instead keep yourself energized and warm um, do invigorating breathing exercises yoga postures that create heat in your lower body like sun salutations um you want to make sure that you're getting your heart moving if you can withstand being outside being in nature on a cool day that's not super super damp is awesome so what are some foods that we can eat 
I love the site Joyful Belly because they have some great recipes that are broken down into the Ayurvedic season. But some of the things that I love is like a warm um, almond milk date smoothie. So I'll mix dates with almond milk and put cardamom, turmeric. Um, the dates make it sweet, so my boys love it too. And I put a little bit of chamasala, but if you don't have that, you can put cinnamon, butternut squash soup, carrot ginger soup. Ginger is great to ignite our agni. Balls, of course. Indian food um, potato leek soup um, I love for breakfast like warmed oatmeal with apples and walnuts and pumpkin seeds uh, what are some other great ones sweet potato and kale Thai curry and like I mentioned before the Sahara Rose recipe book is fantastic and then the joyful belly one is another one that I love and another great thing to do during kapha season is to be connected with your body we have such layers of clothing on and we can feel disconnected to what if our body is expanding based on our eating habits that night might not be the healthiest so what i do is taking a warm oil so because i'm vata um i like the sesame oil but if you're kapha or um pita dosha you can use a warmed coconut oil and just once a week I mean they say to do it every day but I know how mom life gets if you can do it every day that's amazing I do it once a week and I will warm up my bathroom with my heater on and I'll warm up the oil and I'll massage my body. It helps me feel in connection with my body, which I'm not necessarily seeing because like I said, I have tons of layers on. So it's a great way of just like being in touch and just kind of releasing the stress and um, being connected with ourselves. So I really hope this served you well. And if you want to learn more, like I said, there's tons of resources out there, whether it's my site or other books, and I'm really happy to share them. The oils that I use is from Banyan Botanicals. Um, I just wanted to quickly, you know, send that out there. But Definitely be mindful of how the environment affects you, what you're putting into your body, eating seasonally, eating warm um, foods, and just be curious. If you're somebody who's like, oh, Thajal, I cannot stop eating my salads every single day for lunch, or I need my juices and my smoothies, just be honest and just kind of just be curious and see how your body reacts. Do you feel more stress? And just tune into it. Just be curious. Um, it might not affect you. You might have more pizza in you and you'd be like, that's totally cool. It doesn't really affect me. So, you know, everybody's different. D different doshas have different needs. So it's not a one size fit all, of course. But um, it's always important to be in tune with your own body to know how you feel and eating and moving your body that is in the most appropriate way. All right, guys. I hope this served you well. Take it easy. Bye. If you love this episode, I'd be so grateful if you subscribe on iTunes, share it with your mama besties, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All you got to do to share is screenshot it, share it on your Instagram story, use the hashtag Time and Talks Podcast, and tag me at Thajal V Patel. Of course, you can just text your mama besties the pod too, which is also totally cool. And if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, as my special thank you, I'd like to give to you my seven-day stress detox course, 
absolutely free. This is a $79 value course I'm giving to you complimentary as my thank you for leaving a review. If you're a mom who wants tools to use in the heat of the moment that helps you decrease stress, manage your triggers, stop your own meltdowns, or you just want to infuse a simple moment of peace throughout your busy day to get centered, well, you want to get your hands on these tools. These tools are rooted in ancient Ayurvedic and yogic wisdom, and these kundalini meditations that I teach only take three minutes or less to feel better. These are my daily go-to tools that keep my stress at bay and help me feel calm and centered, and I'd love to make them available to you. All you gotta do is email me a screenshot of your review over to Thajal at thajalvpatel.com. That is T-E-J-A-L at T-E-J-A-L-V-P-A-T-E-L.com. I'll send you the course details right away so you can get started. And stay tuned. My book, Meditation for Kids, 40 Activities to Stay Present, Improve Concentration, and Manage Difficult Emotions is going to be released in spring 2020. This is going to be your favorite guide to make meditation fun, simple, and a part of your family's daily routine. Till next time. Bye guys.